On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon Musk talks Tesla as he accepts an award in Germany. Plus, the Model Y gets closer to reality in China, but the seven-seat Model Y is MIA in America. More evidence that 5G connections might show up in new Teslas soon, and much more. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey here with you for episode 279 of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast for December 6th, 2020. And let me start by getting the big story, the big follow-up from last week out of the way first, and I'll let Rich from Seattle tell us about it. Hi, Ryan. Rich from Seattle here. How are you doing? I'm sure your 17.8 billion followers have already noted this, but it's applique, not applique. It's uh, according, at least according to my high school French teacher, which sounds way better than a fleek. Anyway, glad the Model X applique is getting fixed. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yes, Rich, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who let me know, very politely, I might add, how very wrong I was in pronouncing applique on last week's show. And, and the funny part, of course, in hindsight, is that I got it wrong over and over again while doing that story. It just goes to show you that my journalism degree does not give me all of the same powers as an English degree. But uh, now I know. See, I learned something new, which is always good. Now, speaking of Ride the Lightning Hotline phone calls, uh, I need more of them. There are uh, the, the well is dry because, uh, in part, all the, all the extra ones that I haven't been able to get to on the regular shows here have just gone into the December Patreon bonus episode. Uh, so that one is for uh, the uh, ludicrous tier of of uh, Patreon supporters. And those callers are the following people. If you hear your name and you're not backing me on Patreon at the ludicrous tier, just drop me an email, teslapodcast at gmail.com, and I will be happy to provide you a free download token for that bonus episode so that you can hear my response to your call. So uh, I heard from, on this bonus one, James from New Jersey, David from Minnesota, Rich in Seattle, Andrew from Texas, Daniel from Lawndale, Brian from Pennsylvania, Greg, who uh, only identified himself as a new, brand new Model Y performance owner, RJ from Santa Clarita, Eric from Australia, and Jeff from Illinois. And the toll-free number, if you do want to dial in, and help me resupply the Ride the Lightning hotline for uh, for next week. The toll-free number that you can call or Skype is 1-888-989-8752. Again, 1-888-989-TSLA. Or you can just record your question. Please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less, no matter how you call in. But please, uh, you can do that by recording it on your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, and then email me that file to that same email address, teslapodcast at gmail.com. But there are actually so many calls, or excuse me, so many news stories this week, rather, that I don't think I'm going to get to the Ride the Lightning hotline this week, which is why I'm mentioning it here at the top of the show. So give me a ring if you want to talk Tesla. I would love to hear from you again. I love having the voices of the Tesla community, of the Ride the Lightning listeners, 
featured on this podcast. I think it makes it extra fun. So uh, go ahead and ring me up anytime, and we will get back to that next week. And with that, there are there is just so much to talk about this week. A quick personal Tesla-related note. Uh, I wanted to express some gratitude and share some some big news for me. Uh, gratitude to you in, in that the two Tesla Roadsters that I won as part of the referral program two years ago were finally added to my account this week. So they are there. When I log into my Tesla account, it shows my red Model 3 and the the VIN there. Uh, and then I can, you know, man- click into that and manage it. And then it shows two next-generation Tesla Roadsters, which is, which is just wild to even contemplate. I mean, to that end, I'll be completely honest with you. It still doesn't feel like a thing that's real, that's that's actually going to happen in in the the near future, you know, probably another two years time. But I will say seeing it in my account, it does feel a little bit more real. I still I still don't believe it. I honestly I know that sounds like I'm being trite, but I really like it just doesn't seem like a thing that's going to actually manifest into reality, but um, I'll note that just in case you're also thinking this, if you're thinking, oh, well, the cars showing up in, in your account, Ryan, must mean that that they're getting ready to build the thing. I don't believe that's the case at all. I saw that uh, some people interpreted it that way, uh, that the referral winners did get the cars added to their accounts, that, oh, it must be coming soon. Maybe, but I I'm pretty darn certain that that's not the case. Uh, what well, I mean, I think how this came about is one of the winners, uh, my friend Trevor from Model 3 Owners Online, or well, I guess it's now it's Tesla Owners Online is the name of the site now. He had he had uh, tweeted Elon about it, about them not being in our accounts for the last two years, and Elon responded and said, oh, I'll look into it, and I think that this is probably the result of that. Uh, I do very much believe that the Roadster is still a 2022 car at the earliest, it could even slip into 2023, but I'm, my money for now is on 2022, probably later in 2022 if I had to guess. But in any case, uh, the thing I wanted to mention is just to, again, express the utmost of gratitude because uh, it's <laughs> you guys made it possible. I mean, sure, I do work hard on this podcast and I've worked hard to try and build an audience by doing what is hopefully a good podcast most weeks. Not, they can't all be winners. It's just it's just math. I'm not always going to do a great job, but I do always try and I am always here every week. And you guys have, you know, some of you have been listening for a few weeks. Some of you have been listening since episode 200. Some of you have been listening for five years. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. I uh, I really was in the right place at the right time to win the to win the car and it's just uh it is as i said at the time it's the craziest thing to ever happen to me and and to that end when the roadster finally does arrive i want to share the gift and uh what i want to do i was you know obviously i've had a lot of time to think about this already and there's still going to be a lot more time uh i will give test rides to anybody who comes through san francisco uh it's if you're in town just drop me an email and I'll come I'll come find you and I'll take you for a ride. Uh, because this this is a gift that should be shared. It should not be hoarded 
like Smaug's tr- sitting on a mountain of treasure in, in The Hobbit. Uh, it, this should thing should be shared as far as I'm concerned. And really, I really want to actually take it further than that and try to turn it into a charitable initiative. Maybe, you know, the thought I had, which I, I admit I haven't like fully fleshed it out yet, but I want to repay the generosity that the universe and you guys have shown to me by putting this thing in my life. So I'm, 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 the thought I had was, well, maybe I'll politely ask anybody who who gets a test ride to like Venmo a small sum, a small donation to either like a local food bank, uh, maybe you know, or or a charity of your you know something that you're passionate about, or, or like the San Francisco SPCA, which I volunteer with Daisy through and I'm passionate about something like that. I I, I feel like there is good that can be done. With this again, I like I haven't totally thought it through, but uh, I do want to try and do good with this thing somehow. But anyway, uh, with that, one more PSA. Although this is kind of a, a news story in and of itself, but it's a follow up on something I mentioned a few shows back: the Atlanta world record attempt at the longest Tesla caravan ever is coming up. I want to thank listener Bob James who's been keeping me up to date on this. And so that is coming up on December 12th. And Bob says that they are aiming for a mile-long caravan and 300 cars. And in the update that I got from Bob this week, ahead of the event, he told me the following. Looks like they now have at least 338 registered. The world record is 145, he notes. And I'll pause to say... Well, you know, typically with an event, people RSVP and then not everybody shows up. So 338 registered. They want to get 300. Hopefully they can get some more people to sign up to to hopefully comfortably have the actual attendance be over 300. But uh, anyway, Bob continues by noting, I believe they'll be sending a QR code to the phone to make the check-in easy and contactless here, of course, in the in the midst of the COVID-19 health crisis. Says I had to register with my VIN and license plate. They're going to gather. Uh, he just kind of just gives some details here. There'll be policemen clearing the highway and providing an escort. And he says it looks like about a 15 or so mile drive from the park and ride staging area to the final hotel. And again, this is the key part. All proceeds will be donated to Operation Underground Railroad, an organization that fights human trafficking. It is free to participate in the parade. They are selling shirts and other items for uh, for which the proceeds will go to charity, and they're also taking donations. So again, uh, Op- Operation Underground Railroad, a nonprofit founded by Tim Ballard and Mark Stott, which assists governments around the world in the rescue of human trafficking and sex trafficking victims with a special focus on children. So uh, to register for the event or just get some more information, you can go to milesthroughtime.com slash tesla-guinness-record and Guinness spelled G-U-I-N-N-E-S-S and a final note if you can't be there I'm hoping by putting this out there that maybe some folks in the Atlanta area or in the the southeastern U.S. might be inspired to, to come be a part of this but you can watch a live stream of the event at teslarecordlive.com Thank you to Bob again for updating me on that, and I wish the participants in that well. I hope a lot of money gets raised, and, that, and I do hope that they set the world record. 
On to the proper formal news of the Tesla week. And again, there is so much of it. I don't, this might be the busiest Tesla news week ever, at least on this podcast. Uh, as far as the number of stories, I think I've got something like eight, nine, 10 stories for you. So let's get rolling. Tesla has obtained permission to start selling its Shanghai-made Model Y crossover SUV in China. This story comes via Reuters, who writes, The Ministry of Industry and Information Technology published the approval on its website earlier this week. Tesla now sells its Model 3 electric cars in China and has been building new car manufacturing capacity in Shanghai to make its Model Y SUVs. It applied for the Shanghai-made Model Y SUV sales permission earlier this month, started delivering vehicles made in its Shanghai factory last December, and sold more than 13,000 vehicles in China in October. The company has started exporting China-made Model 3 cars to Europe and said last week it plans to also start making electric vehicle chargers in China in 2021. Yes, uh, superchargers for China will be made in China. So it'll be good to see the the supercharger network expand over there. Now, uh, this means, obviously, that the Model Y is getting very close to being released in China. In fact, just in the past week, not coincidentally, a camouflaged Model Y was spotted and photographed in China. And, you know, Elon has said that the Y is scheduled to start delivering in China early in Q1, think January, And it looks like they are probably going to hit that as all of these formal sort of red tape hurdles start to get cleared. Now, uh, as far as I know thus far, just kind of, again, thinking about this in a bigger picture capacity, I I think Giga Shanghai has met or exceeded every single goal that it's been given to date from from breaking ground to now trying to get the Model Y uh, up and running and and out the door. So to that end, I don't think there's any reason to doubt that the Gigafactory expansion that's happening there won't be completed soon. Uh, It is almost certainly going to be, and that the Model Y should officially start hitting the streets of China in customer hands in, again, probably early January. And, you know, given how quickly they're likely to be able to ramp up production, because remember, Fremont got the Model Y spun up pretty quickly before COVID shut down the factory for six weeks earlier this year. China, then, is probably likely to meet or beat the the, the Model Y ramp up, production ramp that that Fremont achieved, given that their uh, factory, and again, specifically the Model Y expansion, where they're going to be building the Y, That's going to be, you hear Elon talk about it a lot, they make their factories better with each new factory. So this one is going to be the latest and greatest factory design from Tesla. And again, particularly compared to Fremont, I'm not saying Fremont's bad in any case, but again, we've heard Elon talk about how how, uh, Shanghai is more efficient from a production standpoint and the way it's laid out and designed than Fremont is and that Berlin and and Texas will build on that. Well, here's the Model Y expansion uh, wing in Shanghai, which should, on paper, I would think, be, again, a more sort of uh, just quote-unquote better design uh, for the Model Y production than what Tesla has in Fremont. So uh, that means that 
If they can ramp up pretty quickly, Giga Shanghai might be able to contribute a pretty meaningful number of Model Y deliveries to Tesla's books for the typically slow Q1. So fingers crossed, it will not be very long now. Next up this week, Elon Musk flew to Germany and accepted the Axel Springer Award for 2020. Now, what is that, you ask? Well, I went to the website and looked it up, and it is described as such. The award is given to outstanding personalities who are particularly innovative and who generate and change markets, influence culture, and at the same time, face up to their responsibility to society. The winner is selected by the executive board of Axel Springer SE, following suggestions by employees. The prize recognizes what has been achieved and encourages going forward. The Axel Springer Award is a prestige prize without prize money. This year's Axel Springer Award honors Elon Musk through his inventive and innovative spirit. Elon has revolutionized several industries from electric vehicles and battery storage to space travel. Now I have one clip from this uh, for you and you can, there is a much more if you'd like to go watch it, but this is about a four minute clip and it is about autonomous driving, how it's coming along, and where it's going and where we are right now. So here is Elon uh, at the Axel Springer Award acceptance interview. When are you able uh, to do it and when is it going to be approved? Okay, just between us. Yeah, um, it's a very discreet <laughs> circle here. Yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, I'm not, I'm not against people driving, to be clear. Uh, so I think people will drive cars basically as far into the future as I can imagine. Um, it's just that it's going to be increasingly unusual to, to drive your own car. Um, and while it's fun to drive uh, a, you know, a, a well-handling car on a winding road in beautiful terrain, of course, that's, that's fun. Um, but it's not fun to drive a car in uh, terrible gridlock traffic. Like, you know, going through extreme traffic, that's no fun driving a car. So I think people are unlikely to, most of the time, want to commute or with, with their, uh, and drive themselves. Um, and, you know, t people are typically spending an hour and a half a day, maybe two hours uh, on average driving, um, especially, say, in, like California or something like that. It's very common. Um, and some people will, will actually commute, like, Three hours a day sometimes is pretty crazy, so uh, so I, so I think I think uh, um, if you say fast forward to like to ten years from now, I think ten years from now, almost all cars will be will have full autonomy capability. Uh, that new, all new cars produced. So there's there's about two billion cars and trucks in the in the existing fleet, um, and the new vehicle production is about five percent of the fleet size. So about 100 million. Uh, so even to the point at which all cars are autonomous, they'll still take you know 20 years to replace all the cars, assuming that the number of cars and trucks trucks in the fleet stays constant. Um, but like say 10 years from now, I would say vast majority of cars electric like maybe 70, 80% or more, uh, and uh, almost all cars autonomous. Electric autonomy is absolutely the future, no question. It's just a question of when. Um, uh, but then, like I said, sometimes people think that that means the, the global fleet gets replaced instantly. It's like, nope, you have to go 20 years beyond that point before, uh, it, it, 20 years from the point at which all cars are, new cars are electric, then the fleet will be replaced. Um, 
it was just important. Uh, it's not like some people are used to like mobile phones and that kind of thing. It's like two-year or three-year replacement rate, but cars are a much uh, more expensive asset, a long, longer life. Uh, anyway, to, to actually answer your question, um, I'm I'm extremely confident uh, of achieving full autonomy uh, and, and releasing it to the Tesla customer base uh, next year. Now, the that there's a uncertain period of time for when regulatory approval will be will take you know, how long will it take but i think if you are able to accumulate uh, billions of kilometers of autonomous driving then it's difficult to argue and and look at the accident rate uh, when the car is autonomous versus non-autonomous and in fact our our statistics already show a massive difference when the car is on autopilot or not on autopilot. If the safety is much greater, even with the current autopilot software. And we are discussing level five autonomy, so really yes. full autonomy. Will yes. Europe lag behind, or will it be approved here at the same time, like in America or China? It's hard to say uh, exactly when it will be approved. Um, I, I mean, just. To, and our customers already know this, but the 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 EU regulators are the most conservative. Um, and uh, I don't know if people want that to be the case or not. Our customers are sort of unhappy about it. But um, yeah, they only meet every six months. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, a it's bit very of yeah. Maybe meet more often. I don't know. Um, so. I, yeah, but I think at least some jurisdictions will allow full self-driving uh, next year. Let me say this with my sort of hat in hand and like my head tilted down out of, you know, in a humbled way. Before the FSD beta came out, I probably wouldn't have believed Elon when he says end of next year. But after seeing not only the FSD beta videos, but also the improvements the system is making with each successive build of the beta that's going out publicly, we're up to beta 6 as of my recording tonight on uh, late Friday night. Next year, 2021, might actually be the year where uh, a higher level, I, I don't want to go so far as to necessarily say level 4, and, I mean level 5 I think is technically without a steering wheel, but uh, level 4 would be the, I think the thing attainable on paper in the current fleet of cars that exist today, but at least up to level 3 if not level 4, I mean, it's, I believe it now. I have a lot more faith in that possibility after seeing what this FSD beta is capable of. I mean, my hope here, honestly, as, as Tesla continues to make progress, is that Tesla will have a contingent of lobbyists or whoever is best suited for the job already talking to the NHTSA now, or at least when the full self-driving beta release goes wide, very soon in order to start trying to lay the groundwork for that level three plus autonomy to get approved sooner rather than later once it's technically ready. Now, if you want to listen to the rest of that conversation uh, that Elon Musk had there, just go on YouTube and search Axel Springer Award 2020 Elon Musk and Axel is spelled A-X-E-L. Next story this week our white hat hacker friend at Green the Only on Twitter, who first reported the appearance, pardon me, of a 5G modem for the Tesla fleet showing up in the firmware, is back with a small update on that, and it is good news. He says via his Twitter account, while detailing some other new bits 
that are in the public software update 2020.48.5. He says, new 5G cell modem is now official for both SNX and 3NY cars. It seems to be this, and he links to the Qualcomm Snapdragon Automotive 5G platform, which obviously is a, a, a modem from Qualcomm. Now, he was quick to clarify in a follow-up that he doesn't know when the 5G modems will actually ship in customer cars, but Tesla seems to have at the very least here picked out their hardware, and there's mention of it in the code, so it could be any time. It might not be, just to couch expectations. It could be months, but they the groundwork seems to be there, and it's possible it could be absolutely right around the corner. So uh, now someone else on Twitter asked Green the same thing I thought of, which you're probably asking yourself as well right now, which is, will there be a retrofit option for the rest of the fleet, for all of us? And Green responded, it should be possible, but no idea if it'll be offered, which of course makes perfect sense. He's he's not a Tesla employee he can't speak to, he has no idea if Tesla will plan to offer the upgrade, but it's, it is reassuring to hear him say, based on what he has seen in the system, that it should be possible. Now, as I said, when I initially shared this with you not too long ago, Tesla did offer and uh, still does offer a 4G LTE upgrade for the old 3G Model S cars. That upgrade was $500 installed, and it's also included if you choose to get the $2,500 MCU2 upgrade for your uh, exit for your MCU1 uh, Model S. Although that, of course, that applies to some Model Xs as well. So hopefully Tesla will offer an optional upgrade. Obviously, it won't be free if there is an upgrade. There's no, you know, we're not nobody's entitled to that, um, but. It is hopefully going to be offered at the same $500 upgrade fee that the 3G to 4G upgrade was. And if it is, I'll tell you, I think I would probably jump at it. And the reason for me personally is because I plan to own my Model 3 for probably around another decade or so. And so that 5G would would definitely uh, get used over the course of my ownership of the car So needless to say, as with hopefully all things, I will do my best to stay on top of this story. And odds are at some point, probably sooner rather than later, we're going to hear of a car getting delivered and that owner taking a picture of the car's screen and that screen saying 5G in the upper right corner of it instead of 4G LTE. Uh, And by the way, I mentioned the 2020.48.5 update. If you're curious what else is in that, I'll just mention it real quick, but I'll yeah, I'll make it real quick since it's possible you may have already received that update by the time you hear this. Now, the biggest thing I think in this update is the sentry mode improvement where it will store one panic event on the car's own internal storage which is the same place, you know, that internal storage that's where the games get downloaded to, that's where all your navigation data gets uh, is stored and a bunch of other stuff. And it will store that one panic event even if you don't have a USB storage device of any kind plugged in. That to me is huge 
for folks who either don't know about Sentry Mode, because remember, there are a lot of Tesla owners out there who don't pay attention to every little thing like you and I do and, and just may not be aware of it. Or there may be people out there that forget to plug in a USB device or their storage device gets full and, and something happens. So, you know, God forbid if you ever do get in an accident, you now should have a video record of it, regardless of whether or not you have a USB storage device plugged in, which could potentially save you thousands of dollars in claims and insurance, you know, depending on, I mean, again, worst case scenario, if, if something happens where like the other person tries to claim you were at fault and you clearly weren't and, and then you'd have video proof of it or, you know, something unfortunate like that. Now, as for other stuff in the 48.5 update, voice text messages can now read two consecutive texts from the same person at once. So it'll string them together. So it's, it's if somebody texts you two back-to-back -back things, you know, the one person, uh, same person sends you two things back-to-back, -back, which happens all the time. I do that all the time. I, I get texts like that all the time. It will read them both in one go, which, you know, instead of having to just keep hitting the, the clicking the right scroll wheel button, which is a nice convenience upgrade there. You know, a little thing, but it's a, it's a nice convenience thing. And then finally, I'll just mention a... 0.2 version of the tracks, the you know, T-R-A-X audio sampling tool that's in the cars now that has been released as part of this update for all of you budding in-car DJs out there. You can play around with that. Speaking of sentry mode, uh, here's an interesting story. It saved sentry mode, saved one Tesla owner, any uh, potential out of pocket costs on an insurance claim or, or, you know, whatever was, however this could have gone without the, the help of sentry mode. And it also will likely cost another person either a good chunk of money or some prison time or maybe both. This story comes via Drive Tesla Canada, and you have got to hear this insane story. This incident, uh, they, this is uh, the blog write-up here by Drive Tesla Canada. This incident of bizarre vandalism took place in a Walmart parking lot on November 28th in Victorville, California. Thanks to the multiple cameras on the Model 3, we actually know it all started well before. While waiting to proceed straight through an intersection at a red light, a red Chevrolet Suburban pulls up next to the Tesla in the left turn only lane. As the light turns green, the Suburban decides to cut the Tesla off and pull into the through lane. So basically it got out of, it you know, swerved over out of the left turn lane and in front of the, the Model 3. Uh, Cody Weimer uh, is, is the Tesla owner here. Cody says he left, uh, and he's got the video evidence, he, he left the Suburban plenty of space for its illegal maneuver, which can clearly be seen on the video. But apparently that wasn't good enough as a, like a predator stalking his prey, the Chevy driver follows Weimer into a nearby Walmart parking lot, parks a row away, then sits in his car until the coast is clear. Once he thinks it's safe, the suspect exits his vehicle and grabs a knife out of his pocket. As he approaches the car with the clear intention of knifing it, he is initially spooked away by someone approaching from the front. He doubles back and then turns around again to follow through with leaving a deep gash on both 
driver's side doors of the Model 3. Weimer tells Drive Tesla that he was, though, uh, as a follow-up here, notified by the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office that the suspect has been arrested and charged with, get this, felony vandalism, which I had to look up because I'm like, okay, well, what does that entail? And here's what I found. Quote, a felony conviction of vandalism in California can result in imprisonment, pardon me, imprisonment for up to three years in state prison and a fine of up to $10,000 or both fine and imprisonment. If the damage from vandalism is $10,000 or more, the fine can increase to $50,000. So that is the description. So uh, what I have to say here is I hope it was worth it for the suspect who I'm not going to bother naming, even though it was in the story. I mean, uh, I, I'll say it. Let me, let me preface by saying, I know that the Tesla is just a thing. It is a replaceable thing. It's not another human being. But uh, Cody, if you're out there, if by chance you're a listener to the, of this podcast, I got to say that I am heartbroken for you because I'm sure you worked really hard for your car, as heck most of us do, whether, whether we're driving a Tesla, whatever, no matter what we're driving, cars are expensive things. We work hard to, to get them. We work hard to maintain them and to, to be able to, to continue to own them. And to have someone just maliciously and clearly from the sentry mode footage premeditatively do this is just awful. So, Cody, I feel for you. Now, uh, I'm no judge, but I put this thought out on Twitter and Ian, who is a listener out there, who's a police officer, responded on Twitter to me about this and said, those are the maximum punishments. The most likely outcome is that the suspect will get a lawyer and pay for the damages, no conviction recorded. Well, even if that does end up being the case, as certainly I'm, I'm uh, absolutely going to take Ian's expertise in this, even having to pay for the damage when you've gouged out two doors, that's going to be a pretty hefty price for this suspect to pay in order to, for what? For what? To have taken your anger at life or whatever the situation was with this guy out on another person's hard-earned property? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, <laughs> I hope the guy is, is regretful at least and, and won't do this again. To anyone else, um, but anyway, it's uh, it's not a pretty picture for Mister Mister Suspect on this, who has very clear and convincing evidence against him. Uh, a random thought on this before I move on: I will admit that the idea of a hate-fueled attack like this in my own state—I uh, mean, anywhere—but particularly like I live in California too. Uh, this kind of freaks me out a little bit. Uh, and so it's like full body paint protection might help. I mean, you get a little thin extra layer on top of the paint, but, uh, it's, I, I don't know how you, you combat this. Like it's, I guess you can't, right. It's just a, uh, you just hope that nobody does this to you and, and, uh, or if you, if they do that, you've got the sentry mode footage for it. I'll tell you, speaking about the Roadster, as I talked about at the top of the show, like if this happened to the, uh, the, the like the crazy idea that I had, and this might be physically impossible, I don't know. But let's just say Roadster with a SpaceX package, which is going to be the cold gas thrusters 
that fire off. Elon has said that they make a very loud boom when they go off. I wonder, could there be like a security measure built into a SpaceX package-equipped Roadster that could set off the space the cold gas thrusters without moving the car? Like, I don't know if that's possible. Maybe if they're kind of dialed up, dialed down so that they don't actually <laughs> send the car moving at all. But I, I bring it up just as a nutty, probably dumb idea. I recognize it, but I mention it just as a as a. It might not stop the crime, right? But if there were a an, an incident detected by the car, like like if a window gets broken on your Tesla now, the alarm goes off, or it's supposed to. So if something like that happened to a Roadster with a SpaceX package, could the car fire off the cold gas thrusters, which again, won't stop the crime necessarily, but it's going to A, scare the heck out of the perpetrator, and B, more importantly, draw everyone's attention to the car while that evildoer is probably still standing right there. So, I don't know. I it, There might be some physicists, some actual like rocket scientists out there that might tell me, no, that's impossible if the thrusters go off, the car's moving, but just, a, just an insane thought I had uh, when I read this story this week. All right, I am not even close to done with this week's just jam-packed Tesla news. So I'm going to say, going to take a quick breather here, have a quick word from Teslab. Hope you'll uh, take a minute to listen to this. And then I will be back with stories about the Cybertruck, about uh, the Bargersville Police Department and their, their Model 3 police cruiser, about the state of Michigan and more. So stay tuned right after this. Before I move on with the podcast, a big thank you to Teslab for once again sponsoring Ride the Lightning. Now, to remind you what Teslab is all about, it's basically like a fitness tracker for your car, like a Tesla version of a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. Teslab is an incredibly useful app that complements your Tesla ownership experience by helping you see and understand exactly how your vehicle is performing well beyond what the car shows you. And I'm extra proud to have them sponsoring the show again because they have kicked off a fantastic new initiative that I am really, really excited about. There is a new feature in Teslab that calculates the CO2 emissions of your charging sessions. It actually reads from your local utility to determine where the energy is coming from and then calculates your carbon impact. But that's not the awesome part. The really great part of this is that Teslab is partnering with One Tree Planted to allow you to offset the carbon impact of your energy usage if you so choose. It works by choosing the level you want to offset and then submitting payment. You can do this on an ongoing basis or just as a one-time thing. Once your order goes through, they send the funds to One Tree Planted, which helps with reforestation and thus offsetting your carbon impact. So if you're like me and want to make sure you're living as sustainably as possible, check out teslab.app slash RTL to learn more. It's free to sign up and you can start planting trees as soon as your first charge. And remember that the Teslab app is free to use for life, but you can upgrade to a pro account for the price of a coffee and get way more out of it. Check it out. That's teslab.app slash RTL, T-E-Z-L-A-B dot A-P-P slash R-T-L. 
All right, I promised a little Cybertruck talk. Here you go. Uh, and unfortunately, this one is going to sting for some of you who may have been counting on this as a holiday gift for someone, even if you are just treating yourself. The large one-tenth scale $400 remote-controlled Hot Wheels Cybertruck has been delayed. Another tip of the cap here to drive Tesla Canada, who, who got this one. December was the shipping date given for this when the pre-orders first went up earlier this year. Back in a pre-pandemic world, it was February, if you want to be exact, but as if to slightly mirror the traditional Tesla car pre-ordering experience, delivery is going to be a bit later than anticipated on this thing. I, I know I'm kind of making light of it, but it is, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's just like, if you were hoping to make this like a big, cool gift for someone, I genuinely like I genuinely feel bad for you because that is uh, unfortunately off the table now. But yeah, in an email to Drive Tesla Canada, Mattel has confirmed there has been a delay. The length of that delay is two months. It's now scheduled to ship in February of 2021. It should be noted, though, and I was kind of joking around a second ago talking about mirroring the Tesla car pre-ordering experience about having the car end up delayed. It's fair to say it's got to be fair here. As of now, the Cybertruck hasn't been delayed. As far as we know, it is still on track to begin delivering in late 2021, which is all Tesla ever promised. Deliveries begin late 2021, so we'll see. But anyway, uh, the thing about this $400, just, I mean, again, one-tenth scale. This is a big thing. These were a limited run, and they sold out almost instantly when they went up. Now, there is a much smaller 164th scale, again, RC car of the Cybertruck. That's only $20 because, you know, it's a much smaller thing. That is still on track to ship this month, uh, specifically, again, via Drive Tesla Canada's correspondence with Mattel. That is due to ship on December 15th. So that could potentially be a good stocking stuffer for the Cybertruck reservation holder in your life or maybe the child of uh, the future Cybertruck owner in your in your family. Although, shipping on the 15th, that's going to be cutting it a bit close for those looking uh, to give it as a holiday gift, but hopefully it'll make it in time if you do have that one on the way from Hot Wheels and Mattel. Next this week, another Bargersville Police Department update. I want to tip my cap here to Jordan Sperlin, listener, Who's, who tipped me off on this one. Our favorite Tesla driving police department in Bargersville, Indiana is back with another Tesla related update. And unsurprisingly, it's very good news with regard to their whole Model 3 as a police cruiser experiment. This story comes via the Johnson County Daily Journal in Indiana, who writes, it's been 16 months since the Bargersville Police Department bought its first Tesla and it is already seeing savings, said Todd Bertram, the town's police chief. Now the department plans to add two more of the powerful electric cars to the town's police fleet, which already includes three Teslas. Though the savings were less than expected this year due to gas prices falling amid the coronavirus pandemic, Bertram is happy with the savings. He is so happy, in fact, he is working on a cost comparison to determine if the town should expand its Tesla fleet even further next year when the department plans to purchase three SUVs. 
If his analysis suggests more Teslas would be a better value, he would purchase. Uh, he would pursue purchasing those instead, he said. Bertram this year tracked the costs to operate an in-service Tesla Model 3 and an in-service Dodge Charger and found it cost about $6,700 less to operate the Tesla. After 16 months in service, just one of the Teslas has, has needed maintenance, and it was collision repair after an officer hit a deer, which is a, a, a horrible thing if, uh, if you've ever... I've n- thankfully never experienced that, but I've, I've heard from friends and family that, have, that have, and I've seen pictures, and that is a scary thing for, for everybody involved. Uh, even with a two-year break-even point, the, uh, the journal notes, it is uh, worth the investment, Bertram said. Quote, my experience with Tesla is that it is, a, it is an amazing car. There's less downtime because there's virtually no maintenance, he said. Residents, visitors, and even folks who get pulled over ooh and ah at the cars. Some assume the town wasted money buying an expensive toy, Bertram said, so he likes to educate them about the cost and savings the town will see. And that's the end of the clip there. Police chief, uh, pardon me, police chief Bertram gets it. Good for him being out there educating people on EVs on top of his regular, very important police work. That, Mr. Bertram, is above and beyond the call of duty. I, I tip my cap. And it sounds there like Chief Bertram might try to convince Bargersville officials to let him add some Model Ys to the fleet, too. Because if they're going SUV shopping, and he's uh, he's liking the, the Tesla situation, the Model Y, the natural way to go here. And by the way, adding two more Model 3s means they'll get 2021 models, which have the longer 353 miles of range, assuming that they do go with the long range as they did for their current cars. So here's hoping that more police chiefs in cities and towns, both big and small, follow Bargersville's lead as I have predicted they will. All right, uh, let's see. Let's move on here to a not so fun story. Remember when the state of Michigan, it was, a, it was this was a, a celebratory thing when I did this story. It was great to, to have this happen Remember when the state of Michigan begrudgingly settled the lawsuit that Tesla had filed against it and agreed to let Tesla have a fairly minimal presence in the state so that they could do business on both the sales and service fronts? Well, the state isn't exactly holding up its end of that particular settlement. One more tip of the cap to drive Tesla Canada, who was on it this week, clearly. They... Uh, they saw this story from, they just peeked over the Canadian border right into Michigan there. But they report in all seriousness, as lawmakers in the state passed House Bill 6233 this week, it appears as though some extra lobbying from those Detroit automakers may have paid off. The bill, which was passed with a 65 to 39 vote, removes both the language that would have allowed direct consumer sales and reversed the ban on Tesla operating service centers in the state. Now, I won't read you the actual verbiage from the bill, because quite frankly, it's boring. But needless to say, uh, not all the lotto, uh, the lotto makers, nope, that's not a thing. Not all the lawmakers were thrilled. House Minority Leader Christine Gregg 
a Democrat from Farmington Hills District who unsuccessfully tried to make changes to the bill before it was passed, said, quote, it does not solve the problem that we have with the lawsuit with Tesla. It opens up the state to additional litigation, which costs taxpayer dollars. And it is, uh, and it also is a very anti-market approach to vehicle sales. Yes, Miss Grieg is correct. Tesla will take Michigan right back to court if lawmakers fail to abide by the settlement agreement that had been reached previously. This is a huge waste of everybody's time. I don't know, maybe it's going to turn out that the lawmakers are just doing this to put on a good show for the big three automakers that call Michigan home. And then in the end, the lawmakers will ultimately relent to Tesla. I'm not sure. I hope so. The good news as Drive Tesla Canada finishes their report with, is that, quote, even though the bill has been passed by the House, it is not law yet. The Detroit News reports it still needs Senate approval and the governor's signature, so it wouldn't be surprising to see the bill sent back to the House for more changes. In other words, there's still time for Michigan to do the right thing here. Let's hope that they do. I mean, hey, Tesla is a fast-growing company, Sales are going up in a straight line, a straight, just a, a, an arrow pointing directly up, practically. And Michigan citizens want the cars. People want Teslas, and lawmakers need to do right by their constituents here. That is what they are elected to do. So here's hoping that all turns out well in Michigan, but a story that was seemingly done is now suddenly very much not done and back in the spotlight. Next up, from CNN, Tesla short sellers, get this, lost more money than the U.S. airline industry this year. CNN writing, the incredible year for Tesla stock has created a bloodbath for those shorting its shares. According to analysis by S3 Partners, short investors in Tesla whose placed bets in the market that its shares would lose value have lost $35 billion on those positions so far this year. Quote, there's nothing that compares to it that I can remember, said Ihor Duzanuski, managing director at S3 and an expert in stock shorting. Uh, my apologies if I mispronounced that. I, I did my best. It looks looks like I might have got it, hopefully, but apologies if I didn't. Anyway, CNN continues, to put that loss into context, the U.S. airline industry posted combined net losses of $24.2 billion, excluding special items, through the first nine months of 2020, the worst losses the industry has ever reported. So it wasn't even close. The airline industry as a whole is down $24 billion. It's, it's, it's 50% higher is the short sellers collective loss. It's an extra 12 billion, almost, not quite, not quite 50%. 35 billion versus the airline industry's 24.2 billion. Now, uh, again, I, I do very much feel bad for the airline industry. I mean, there, there's so many jobs have been affected there. It is, it is not good. I believe me, I would love to be out flying and, and, you know, going to visit family and maybe taking a a vacation or two if I'm so fortunate, but yeah, it's, 
it's just it's it's awful for the airline industry uh, and and the the people working in it. Uh, I I very much hope that the airline industry recovers. I the Tesla shorts I'm not I don't need them to recover. They they don't deserve to. I mean the not all of them again. I'm gonna make that clear. Not all of them, but there are plenty of them. Far too many who maliciously acted in bad faith in their efforts to get the Tesla stock price to go down so that they could profit off of it. Um, so, yeah, no no tears being shed for them, but here's hoping that the, the airlines can, can hang on and, and start to recover in 2021. But, yeah, I thought that was an interesting story from CNN just because, again, it just puts into context how much money, how well the Tesla stock has done against also how many just how much short selling how much shorting was going on with the Tesla stock which again if you've been listening to this podcast you know all about but man what just what a uh, what a nightmare for short sellers but oh well tough for them they uh, <laughs> they they tried to they tried to sink a, a company trying to do right for the world finally this week as the Tesla Motors subreddit points out, tip of the cap there, the timeline for the seven-seat Model Y has unfortunately not held up. Well, unfortunately, sort of. Maybe. Kinda. Back on October 14th, John from Tesla Owners Silicon Valley, hi John, I know you're listening, asked Elon about it, that being the seven-seat Model Y, and Elon replied to John saying, quote, we're starting production on the seven-seater next month, and again, this was October, so meaning November, with initial deliveries in early December. Now, that seemingly did not happen, as the seven-seater is not on the Model Y design studio, and nobody in the public has heard a thing about it, and here we are in early December. So, uh, while this is most definitely a bummer for those of you out there who are waiting on this version of the car, the, the one bright side, and again, I'm not... I'm not saying, I, I take your side, uh, not Tesla's, in the sense that I would rather you be happy. That's, of course, and Tesla wants you to be happy too, ultimately, but the one silver lining here, I guess, is that if Tesla is not even bothering to sell that seven-seater yet, it would seem to suggest that demand is strong enough on the existing five-seat versions that Tesla simply doesn't need to roll out the seven-seater yet. They don't need to pull that demand lever as of yet. So, I mean, I'll, I'll add the same thing to this that I mentioned about when I was talking about the full self-driving software rollout last week with regard to maybe Tesla will wait until January either on purpose or simply because that's how the software development ends up going so that they can realize that full self-driving revenue in what is a traditionally slow Q1. I even re referenced that earlier in this uh, episode about the Chinese-built Model Ys. So that could end up being what happens here with the seven-seat Model Y. Maybe Tesla is going to play that card for Q1 to try and goose delivery numbers even more uh, in Q1 to try and, again, keep that profitability streak going quarter after quarter. I mean, that's... So really, it's that means there are two potentially financially impactful cards that Tesla does have up its sleeve that it could play in Q1 if it wants to. 
One way or another, though, I do very much hope that the wait will not be much longer for those of you who are waiting on that seven-seat Model Y. I hope you're able to get your car sooner rather than later. Well, you know what? Actually, uh, such a busy Tesla news week, and I don't want to end on kind of a downer note like that. So let me end with some good news. If you bought your autopilot-capable Tesla in 2018 or earlier, and you've got hardware 2, this does not apply to hardware 1, folks, but, uh, and I guess to word this a different way, if you currently have the $5,000 enhanced autopilot package, which again, in that they got rid of that in 20, early 2019. So that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about like kind of that 2016 to 2018 window. So if you're in that group and you do have the $5,000 enhanced autopilot package, but you haven't purchased the full self-driving software package add-on yet, I wanted to send along some good news that it is currently a bit less if you decide that you'd like to treat yourself for the holidays or you just think you're ready to invest in it now that the full self-driving beta software is getting ready to roll out. A Tesla employee sent me a copy of the internal documentation on this, which reads in part, quote, Effective December 4th, 2020, the price of upgrading from the enhanced autopilot software package to full self-driving has been decreased by $1,000. Now, the one part here where I admit I'm, uh, I'm a bad host, I'm a bad podcast host, is I'm not actually sure what it is now, like what that thousand brought it down to. Was it 4,000 and now it's 3,000? And the I can't check the upgrade section of my app. And this came in right before I went to record since I, I had already upgraded uh, in 2019. So I can't actually see what the deal is. But the good news is regardless, it is $1,000 cheaper today than it was yesterday, at least as of me recording this. So again, with that full self-driving beta out there in the wild and due to roll out wide in the next few weeks or so, hey, now could be a good time to take advantage if you've been tempted or maybe you've been kind of on the fence about it. So wanted to pass that along. All right, that brings me to the end, finally, of the longest the longest non-earnings call uh, news week, I think, ever on this podcast. What are we up to? I'm not even sure. It's something like we're at around 40, 50 minutes of just all news. It's been a, it's been a super busy one. I'm not quite done yet, though. Stick with me. I'm going to come right back with your pro tip of the week and a few other little things for you right after this. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. You're listening to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. You know, that Cybertruck looks a lot like a warthog, doesn't it? Master Chief, out. Well, felt good to clean the car last weekend and uh, been blessed with some good weather here in the San Francisco area. So it has stayed clean for at least a week, which always it's, you know, whenever I go down there and look at it and, and look at the car, you know, when I'm, uh, my mail is down there, the mailbox is down by the garage. So it's, you know, I'm always at least down there once a day, even if I'm not driving the car. It just makes me happy to see it clean. It, it brings me joy. So felt good to get it all cleaned up last week. And we'll see. I mean, you know, not driving it too much these days. The fact that the San Francisco and the greater San Francisco Bay Area just had a uh, some some 
stay-at-home restrictions going back into place as, uh, unfortunately, COVID-19 cases continuing to to get worse. So uh, stay safe out there. But, uh, but yeah, and at least, at least driving your Tesla is something you can do by yourself without, and you can do that safely without endangering yourself and others as far as the, the coronavirus goes. So you can at least take, you know, if you, if you need to get out of the house, at least the Tesla is one way to do it. Uh, real quick, I'll mention, since we're you know back in stay-at-home here, I'll, I'll keep the video game suggestions going. And this week I wanted to shout out Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which is a new release. It's out on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. I haven't finished it yet, but I have to say uh, I'm very much enjoying it. It is a, a really fun, definitely all-ages-appropriate platforming game. With a, with a really excellent and very inventive soundtrack. I don't want to sort of spoil the details of it. You'll kind of see it if you play it, but the soundtrack's a, a really neat part of that game. There are some two-player co-op levels. Uh, if you wanted to play with you know, your, uh, somebody else in your family, one of your, one of your kids, or, um, or, or your significant other, who knows it, what your gaming habits are. It's a good, good couch co-op game in parts. My nine-year-old daughter has been, she keeps asking me to play it. Like, can we play Sackboy? So it's been going over very well in my house. Thought I would make a recommendation in case you wanted to give it a go. All right, pro tip of the week time. Here is Jason from Tucson. Hi, this is Jason from Tucson. I have a pro tip for you. When I switched from my Model S to my Model 3 about a year ago, I missed the uh, button that folds and unfolds the mirrors. Um, with the voice commands, you should be able to do that with just saying full mirrors. But for some reason, I don't know if I have a speech impediment, a lisp, or something, but no matter how many times I say it, the speech-to-text engine converts it to old mirrors, hold mirrors, I don't know what, and it brings up the control to adjust your mirrors, and I can't then fold or unfold. So I have found that although it doesn't seem as proper English, if I tell it to close mirrors, it works every time, and same with open mirrors. So for me, I use those voice commands instead of fold and unfold, and it works so much better for me. So I just wanted to pass that along. The podcast is awesome. Keep it up. This is super useful for anyone who might want to utilize this as well, Jason. Thank you so much. Just a quick note that you can turn on the GPS tagged mirror folding if there's a spot you go uh, where you always want the mirrors to fold. For for me, it's when I'm pulling into my garage, so I have my my house geotagged for that. That way, you won't have to do the voice command every single time. But you know, for other random spots, this is an excellent pro tip. Thank you again, Jason. And again, hey, if you've got a pro tip, something interesting that you've learned about your car that is not obvious, that might not be covered in the owner's manual, that you think would be of interest or of use to your fellow Tesla owners and enthusiasts please call in, uh, and I would love to hear that. Again, please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less and send it in the same way that you send in the regular Ride the Lightning hotline calls, which I told you about at the top of the show this week. All right, with that, we come to just about the end of another of another podcast. want to mention some friends of the show. It is the holiday season, so I don't know if any of these uh, products that I'll mention might be of use to you or someone in your life. Uh, that is a Tesla owner themselves. First, I'll mention abstractocean.com. Their coupon code for you guys continues on. RTL Podcast. Use that coupon code at checkout 
to get 15% off your order. They are, as I say lovingly, like the Costco warehouse of, of uh, Tesla accessories. They've got all kinds of great stuff. Rear footwell lighting kit, drop-in cup holder stabilizer, center console wrap, tempered glass screen protector, uh, lanyards, all kinds of fun stuff. Check them out, abstractocean.com. Meanwhile, if you are in need of a front license plate bracket for your Tesla, uh, you, maybe you either just maybe you want one that can come on and off easily, which the ones that are included with the cars don't, or uh, whatever the reason is. Snap plate is the way to go. You can get it at livingtesla.com slash RTL. Don't forget the slash RTL on there. This thing snaps on and off in seconds. Paint safe, grill safe, radiator safe, autopilot safe. It's a nice, clean, minimal design. As I say, it is the front license plate bracket for people like me that absolutely hate having to put on a front license plate bracket. This is the one for you. You can take it off for car shows. You can take it off when you're cleaning, put it back on at parking meters to avoid tickets, etc., etc. livingtesla.com slash RTL. Meanwhile, Immaculate Reflections uh, is running a sale this week. There is some good stuff going for the holidays. There is a Cyber Monday ceramic coating discount that is being extended one week exclusively for listeners of this podcast. So if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area and you've thought, well, you know what? Ceramic coating could be nice. It'd be nice to not have to wax the car for the next three to five years. Well, the discount will be available through December 12th. You can, you can, uh, you just have to book with Jeff at Immaculate Reflections by the 12th. You don't actually have to get in there and get the work done by December 12th. So, uh, and then, by the way, that discount on the ceramic coating package stacks with the Ride the Lightning listener discount. So mention that you're a listener, and if you're looking for ceramic coating, you're going to get uh, some extra savings there. IRDetailing.com is the website to go to. Of course, there's also paint protection film, paint correction, other stuff, whatever you want to do, but the ceramic coating is what is specifically got a uh, cool promo going on it right now. And then there's puretesla.com slash RTL. That is your one-stop shop for all of your sentry mode slash dash cam needs. This is going to be a long-lasting storage device that plugs into your car. It's not going to wear out like a traditional USB stick will. Go to puretesla.com slash RTL. 49 bucks for the 128 gigabyte kit. That's what I'm using. There's also a 256 gig kit for $69. Free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Comes fully formatted, ready to go. You just take it right out of the package, plug it straight into your car, and you're good to go. PureTesla.com slash RTL. Jada and their wireless charging pad and USB hub that adds a bunch more USB ports to your Model 3 or Model Y, including some extra USB-C ports. If either of those products are of interest to you, don't forget to use the coupon code RIDETHELIGHTNING for 10 bucks off. And you can get either of those or both of them uh, via this link, getjada.com slash R-E-F slash 8. And Jada spelled J-E-D-A. I think that will about wrap it up for the friends of the podcast. If you're not already subscribing to the show, that is totally free to do. 
just subscribe on any of your favorite podcast services. That way, the show pushes out to you automatically each and every week. You don't have to remember, oh yeah, it's Sunday, time for a new Ride the Lightning. It'll just show up. So you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, which yes, is in your Tesla. You can subscribe and listen in your car. Uh, Also Spotify, same thing. You can listen in the car through Spotify. And then I'm on YouTube as well, just in audio format. Uh, No video there, but if you do want to listen on YouTube, just go on YouTube and search Ride the Lightning Tesla and you'll find my channel and can subscribe there. Finally, uh, as we head into the holidays, I will humbly mention my Patreon, as I do at this point of the show every week. A lot of work, a lot of effort goes into this week. This uh, this week, in, or this goes into the show, and this week in particular was a hectic one with, I actually lost count. I don't know how many stories that was this week. It had to be eight or nine at least. It was a very busy week. But again, I have a blast putting this show together, but it is a lot of work. It is a lot of time. If you're in a position where you're willing and able to support my efforts, you know, for as little as five bucks a month, what is that, like a cup of coffee every month, you can uh, you can really make a positive difference in my life by supporting me on Patreon. Now, of course, it goes, there are different perks attached to different levels. The, the $10 tier, that's the ludicrous tier, that's your bonus episode that I mentioned at the top, the new bonus episode's out. Then there, it goes on up to the Google Hangout, which is going to be happening. Uh, actually, the day this podcast goes out is the December Google Hangout. So anyway, uh, if you may be so kind at some point, take a look at the Patreon page and uh, see if see if any of that seems worth doing to you. I would appreciate if, uh, if you do decide to do that, but I'd certainly appreciate if you just took a look. You can find it at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And that will wrap it up, other than uh, saying hello to the wonderful Plaid and Maximum Plaid level supporters of the podcast, my newest Maximum Plaid backers, Stan Roth and Howard Anthony Smith. Thank you both so much for your support, along with the rest of the Maximum Plaid crew, Pete White, Danny Nelson, Jonathan Wales, Fernando Cordero, Sean Neidig, Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, and Tesla Hitchhiker 42. And then you've got the Plaid level supporters, the newest of which is the Tesla Owners East Bay Club. Thank you to the entire East Bay group. I can't wait to see you guys again and, and do some events with you when, when this uh, pandemic is over and we can really get out and, and uh, drive and have some fun. But thank you so much for supporting the podcast at the Plaid level. And thanks to the rest of the Plaid level crew, George Cassioppo, David Brander, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Robert Miracle, Jason Chalukas, Joe Edgel, Tim Hyde, Lawton from Chicago, Peter Chalet, David Vakil. By the way, special shout out. These early names, these names, I add these in the order that they come in. And uh, so the people that, you know, those first names, they've been supporting me for a long, long time, the longest uh, at that tier. So just a real extra special thanks to those folks. I mean, it is the, it is a time of the year to be thankful and grateful. Uh, I, I hope I always try to be thankful and grateful, but especially this time of year. So just, yeah, these names that I'm reading, I mean, all of you are, are wonderful, but yeah, the boy, you, you old school folks in particular, just thank you so much for your continued support. Uh, David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Jerry and Mary Smith, Lyle Austin, Joel Sapp, 
Dorian Steve Guberman, Jeremy, Tesla Owners Taiwan, Jeremy Harris, Ron Lee, John Cody, Charlie Gillespie, Kaz Barnes, Neil Weaver, David Perella, Sunil Joseph, Dennis Peak, Will Stedman, Evie Tricity UK, Stig Mickey Jensen, Jeff Angwin, Chase Cabanillas, Richard Folkers, Trenton from Myrtle Beach, The Lydia Family, Michael Regal, Mark Eversoll, Ish, Chris Beach, Aaron Altschul, Steve Radspinner, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, Noel and Lucy Murphy, my friend on Twitter, at Rodam, John Schmidt, Eric St. Pierre, and uh, that's it. That's everybody. I mentioned everybody else. So thank you all so much for your support on Patreon. It really makes a significant difference in my family's life, especially now in these very uncertain times. Uh, and just, you know, appreciate you uh, not only just supporting me, but but uh, enjoying the podcast enough to want to to put a little money behind it each and every month. I mean, that's that just tells me I'm doing a good job. And it, it's really, I'll tell you, I am very fortunate to have a job and a career that I still love after 18 years and a company that I love working for and a team that I love working with. But this podcast is the first time I've ever worked for myself and actually like completely built something by myself. You know, I I haven't been just working for a company and and doing what the company tells me to do. And and it's just the, the, the validation from the Patreon support it's like, it's just so, it makes me feel so good. Like, honestly, sincerely, like the fact that for better or for worse, if you hate the podcast, I mean, you're probably not listening, especially by now here at, after an hour or more, <laughs> if you don't like this podcast, but, uh, you know, the, the, the people, it just feels so good that people would would like the, this thing that I've built and I put so much love and energy and time and effort and, into to to actually say, hey, you know what, Ryan, I'm going to back you at the 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 you know the plaid tier or the the ludicrous tier or the sports tier, whatever it is. It's uh, it really it just means a lot that you would would uh, believe and and enjoy something that I I just am building with my own two hands, so to speak enough that that uh, you would do that so just you know it's i know i'm rambling now but it's it's the holiday season and i just wanted to say a, a, just a super sincere thank you to all of you who are uh, supporting on patreon and and if you know and for for those of you that aren't maybe at some point you'll feel that that i've earned that from you uh maybe you haven't been listening too long but hey as long as you're listening i appreciate it you know there's it the the, the thing about the patreon is it's completely optional and it's uh it's the show will always be there for you every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. So I have been talking plenty. That is enough from me. Daisy the Boxer is uh, gone into snore mode. She is out cold next to me on the couch. I'm going to wind it down here, get ready for bed as uh, the clock approaches midnight here in uh, San Francisco. So for a snoozing Daisy the Boxer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I wish everybody a wonderful holiday season. Of course, I'll be here throughout it. There will be no weeks off. Where would I go? There's, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying at home. But no, it's there. There are no. I'll always be here. Of course, as I said, every Sunday. I take a lot of pride in that. So, until then, until next Sunday, happy electric motoring. See you soon.
I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Our goal is to make it's it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. It's maximum fun.